If it's your first time to Vision City Church, welcome. Uh, we are a Bible teaching church, which means if you come to church, you're going to hear a lot about the Bible, and hopefully uh, that's something that is to be expected. It might be a little more rare these days, but that's what we like to do. In verse 11, Acts chapter 23 is where we're going to be starting, but just as a way of recap, Paul desired and felt compelled uh, to go to Jerusalem. So as we're getting back in the study of Acts, last week we had our Depart from Evil in Psalm 34 study, which uh, you can uh, reference later. But now that we're back into our study, where we're going through a particular book, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, uh, as way of a recap, Acts 20, verses 22 through 24, Paul says, and you don't need to turn there, but if you like to, you can. Get your little finger calisthenics going there. And see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem. Paul says, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy, and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus, to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So Paul, as he is doing what God's called him to do, was facing great difficulties, terrible things. And we had a study called Am Not Moved uh, that you might remember, where Paul says, I have experienced these difficult things. I know chains and tribulations await me, but none of these things move me. And we kind of talked about how, uh, how, how is it that God will call us to do something that's dangerous or that's difficult or that requires a lot of effort. And we answered the question, does God all, only call us to do easy things or pleasant things? And we unanimously found out, no, we understand that. We get that. So Paul finally gets his wish, his desire to go and to speak to his people, his friends, his countrymen, there in the city of Jerusalem. The men that once admired him, that he associated with, he wants to tell them about Jesus. Maybe you can relate to that. Going to your old stomping grounds, or going to talk to your old friends that you haven't seen for a while. And you want to tell them, hey, I'm changed. I'm a new man. I'm a new woman. I have Jesus in my life. He changed me. And you just can't wait. Well, Paul was that person. And when he tried to speak to his countrymen, they tried to kill him. He found himself in prison. And in verse 11 of Acts 23, discouraged, no doubt, bummed out, down, low, it says the following night, verse 11, Acts 23, this is our first study again in before kings, and where we're looking at this in our in our in, in the theme is going before kings and rulers and the emperor on his way to accomplish his ultimate feat. What did he endure? What did Paul have to go through? And if you're one of those social media type of people, then you can hashtag before kings and jot down things that the Lord speaks to you regarding this passage. But it says the following night. The Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Rome. Now, this morning we only have two points. Point number one is this, dealing with discouragement. Now, dealing with discouragement, I think, is a very, very appropriate thing for us to look at this morning. 
I don't know about you, but there are times that I feel discouraged. Discouragement. How do we as Christians deal with discouragement? Well, right off the bat, we need to know that you don't get to the top without feeling like you're going to drop. You don't get to where the Lord's called you to go without feeling that you can't make it. You, you do not get before kings without falling to your knees. And it's what you do at that exact moment when you can't go anymore that defines you, that defines me. Character, endurance. Well, I just can't go another step. I can't do one more thing. And then you go one more step. Lord, I just feel like I can't do this. This is too difficult. I feel empty. I feel pain. I feel discouraged, Lord. I don't think I can do I feel depressed. There are three things this morning under this first point in dealing with discouragement that I want to present to you regarding dealing with this so frequent of a feeling called discouragement. First, number one, know that the Lord stands with you. Know that the Lord stands with you. Paul the Apostle, no doubt if the Lord had to come, Jesus Himself, to that prison cell and say, Paul, be of good cheer, we can infer that He probably wasn't of good cheer. That He probably was a little discouraged. I don't think it takes a far stretch of the imagination to think that this guy, Paul, felt down. I, I, I wanted to go to Jerusalem. I wanted to tell my people, and look at me, now I'm in prison. They tried to kill me. They hate me. Be of good cheer, Paul. It says, the Lord stood by him. What happens when you're all by yourself? What happens when you're all by yourself? What are you going to do when the only one that you have to turn to is God? Really, think about it. What are you going to do when the only one that you have to turn to is God? How are you going to survive if there's no one to call? Text, tag, or tweet. What am I going to do? There's no one. Paul understood the feeling of being alone. In 2 Timothy 4, verse 16, he wrote to Timothy and he said, At my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. No one. That's the Apostle Paul for crying out loud. No one, he says, stood with me. Everybody forsook me. Feelings of loneliness can cause depression. Depression leads to discouragement and to feel that you just can't push on any longer. But we need to understand this morning that we cannot be codependent upon anyone other than the Lord. Oh, I need to call somebody. I need to text somebody. I need to do... Oh, I don't know what to do. There's only the Lord here with me. We cannot be codependent upon anyone other than the Lord. Too often, we look for something. We look to other people for something that can only come from the Lord. And then we blame them for not providing what we need. You let me down. How could you do this? We look to other people for something that can only be given to us by the Lord. How often 
Do we seek the word of man before we seek the word of God? As Christians, we don't grow or mature if we're relying, if we are relying on people instead of relying upon God. What we just read in 2 Timothy, it didn't say, my friends stood with me, my family stood with me, my gang stood with me, my posse stood with me. It doesn't even say, my church stood with me. He says, all forsook me. None stayed with me. It says, no one stood with me. But what does Paul go on to say in 2 Timothy 4, verse 17? It says, but the Lord stood with me. But the Lord stood with me. I think we have to ask ourselves this question this morning. Seriously, are we survivors or are we hors d'oeuvres? Really? from the scriptures we're more than survivors we are conquerors and for some of us we need to remember that and for others it's about time we start recognizing that we are more than conquerors through Jesus in Romans 8 verses 37 through 39 it says yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for I am persuaded Paul says that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And does the church say amen or amen? Nothing can separate you from the Lord. Though everyone forsake us, the Lord stands with us. The Lord stands with us. And so how do Christians deal with discouragement? Remember, first, know that the Lord stands with you. Well, what about my friends? What about this? What about that? No! The Lord stands with you. He's with you. But I don't know if I can do this by myself. No, listen, man. You're not by yourself. The Lord is with you. The God of the universe said, Fear not, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So we need to know who we are in Christ. And that we are not to be codependent upon people, but upon God. Lord, I depend on you because man may let me down, but God never will. So though everyone forsake us, the Lord stands with us. And we need to understand that because we deal with discouragement. We deal with depression. We deal with loneliness. We deal with a whole bunch of things that are meant to stop us from achieving what God has called us to achieve and to do for Him. You do not get before kings like we'll see the progression of Paul's life eventually making it before the emperor of, the, of Rome, the most powerful man in the known world without going through times of discouragement just as you and me will not do what God has called us to do, achieve what God has called us to achieve, which is, by the way, beyond your greatest ability, what God wants you to do. You will not get there without having to push through obstacles. So number one, under dealing with discouragement again, if I might reiterate, is know that the Lord stands with you. And then second, find your encouragement in the Lord. 
Find your encouragement in the Lord. In 2 Timothy 4, verse 17, the second part of that, it says, Though all forsook me, the Lord stood with me. He goes on to say, The Lord not only stood with me, but He strengthened me. The Lord strengthened me. It doesn't say, my group strengthened me, but the Lord strengthened me. Because discouragement is a very powerful tool that Satan Satan likes to, to wield. He loves using discouragement in the life of the Christian. Discouraged even can be defined as this. Listen to this. To be deprived of courage, hope, or confidence. To be disheartened or dispirited. Have you ever felt that way? Let me ask you a rhetorical question again. Isn't it always so nice? Isn't it just so nice when you have someone there to say such discouraging things to you? Just to put you down, to make you feel inept or stupid or lower than low. Where you leave that conversation thinking, well, I might as well just die, right? I think my life is over. We just love that kind of thing, don't we? No, we don't. For those of you here this morning, that would say that you have never felt discouraged before in your life. Well, how do you feel knowing now that everyone knows that you're lying? To be without courage, to be without hope or confidence is a very, very serious thing. Very serious thing. And one of the great missions of Satan is to obstruct the path of the followers of Jesus with this, opposition or difficulty. It's one of the great missions of Satan, is to obstruct your path with something opposing you or with difficulty. See, when we're following the Lord, we will face opposition. It can be oppression. It can be relational, interpersonal relationships. It can be financial. It can be mental. It can be a whole lot of different things. But for us as the church this morning, we need to do this very thing. We need to oppose opposition. We need to oppose the things that Satan is throwing against us. When discouragement comes our way, hey, you don't oppose me, I oppose you in the name of Jesus. So I'm opposing discouragement. I'm opposing temptation. I'm opposing the feelings of loneliness. I'm opposing weakness with the Lord's strength. So often we're like, oh, they're coming against me. No, you don't come against me. I come against you. You want to try to discourage me? No way. I oppose that discouragement because the Lord is my strength. The Lord stands with me and He is the one that is working through my life. In Ezra, the Old Testament prophet Ezra, as they were restoring the, the temple, the place of worship of the one and true living God, he says this, So I was encouraged as the hand of the Lord my God was upon me. He says, I was encouraged because the hand of the Lord my God was upon me. That's where we need to find our encouragement. Remember, first, the Lord stood with me. Second, find your encouragement in the Lord. That's how we deal with discouragement. 
That's how we push through. That's how we go beyond our own ability. That's how we do the greatest things that are yet to come. Because the Lord is doing a work and He uses us as the instruments of that work. Third, under dealing with discouragement, know that it's not over yet. We know that the Lord stands with us. We find our encouragement in the Lord. And third, we know, we need to know that it's not over yet. 2 Timothy 4 verse 17, again, it says, The Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me. That word fully here in the Greek It's a really hard word to say. It's like pleura foreo means basically this. Shown to the full. Carried through to the end. Accomplished. So he says, everybody left me, but the Lord stood with me and He strengthened me so that what He called me to do would be completed. Completed. Accomplished. The Lord stood with him, strengthened him, so that what he was called to do would be fully, completely carried out and accomplished. And this should bring hope and encouragement to us as a church. The Lord will finish the work. He'll complete what He is going to do. Oh Lord, I can't take one more step. I can't do one more thing. I'm too tired. I'm too weak. I'm too alone. That's the Lord's now going to work in your life. Because He is standing with you. He is going to strengthen you. As Ezra said, may it be as we say, I found strength when the Lord's hand was upon me. I was strengthened. We better believe it. We better know it. And we better apply it. It says, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. That's how we need to know that it's not over yet. You might think, man, that's pretty close to over being inside the mouth of the lion. That's pretty much eaten, done, digested, see you later, adios, sayonara, alvita zane, whatever other language you know how to say goodbye in, goodbye, it's over. He says, out of the mouth of the lion. The Lord delivered me out of the mouth of the lion. So, not only did the Lord stand with me, Paul said, He stood with me in the mouth of the lion. The worst part that it could get, the worst part that it could be, as bad as it could get, as close to the end as it possibly could get, the Lord stood with him, delivered him even out of the mouth of the lion. It wasn't just like, oh, there's a lion over there. He was inside the lion's mouth. He strengthened me, Paul said. He delivered me. In Hebrews 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. See, if Satan can get us to believe that we're alone and that we have no one to rely upon, he's accomplishing what he needs to accomplish. Because believing that we're alone, 
Plus, believing that there's no one to rely upon equals game over. And that's it. So discouraged, so tripped up, can't move, can't go forward, can't be useful, can't accomplish what God's calling me to accomplish. But the Lord stood with me. He strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion in 2 Timothy 4 verse 18. And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for His heavenly kingdom. To Him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The Lord will continue to deliver me even as He has previously delivered me. Even out of the mouth of the lion. So for some of you here this morning, that might be exactly where you're residing. Right there in the mouth of the lion. You're at the end. You're holding on to whatever that is in the top of the mouth right here before you go down. And you think it's over. You think, I can't do this. Listen, the Lord stands with you even there. But nobody's there to encourage me. The Lord strengthens you and encourages you with His presence and His Word. Know that it's not over yet. Maybe some of you here this morning have battled with suicide. Maybe you have felt suicidal thoughts or feelings and thought those things. Maybe you know somebody that has. Or maybe you're just walking around like a zombie, so to speak, because you're just like, what's the purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? What value do I have in this life? You need to wake up, and I mean that lovingly, and understand what the Word of God has for you today. The Lord is with you. He's standing there right by you. And as He promised, He has never left. He's the one strengthening you. And you need to know that it's not over. And finally, the last thing that I'd like to share this morning on this subject. As I mentioned earlier, priming the pump for being before kings in our series of, uh, with Paul the Apostle in the book of Acts is this. Keep moving forward keep moving forward don't stop don't check out don't go lay down keep moving forward you have to you're not a quitter you're not going to drop out come on you got to keep moving forward and keep doing what God's called you to do because he's there with you he's standing with you Nobody gets me. Nobody understands me. Everybody thinks I'm crazy for doing this kind of thing. You know, I feel like I'm crazy for, you know, trying to follow the Lord and doing, doing this ministry or whatever it might be. The Lord stood with you. The Lord's strengthening you. And you need to know that it's not over yet. There's still a work to be done. And because you're still alive and breathing and hearing this, it means that the Lord is not finished with you yet. He is not finished. He's not done with you. He hasn't put you up on the shelf. You're not collecting dust. You need to know that the Lord has called you, knowing that you would sin, knowing that you would fail, knowing that you would make mistakes. Confess your sin. He'll forgive you. He'll cleanse you. But then when you're dealing with discouragement and you're dealing with it, oh, you know, ho-hum, whatever, and we all feel like this. I felt like that. We all deal with that. And remember, it's lying if you say that you never have and you don't want to lie in church and you know where liars go. 
You know, and so we understand we deal with discouragement. We deal with that. So how do we as Christians deal with this? How do we get to the next level? I really truly believe from what the Word of God tells us that we recognize that the Lord stands with us, that He strengthens us, and that it's not over yet. You keep pushing forward. You keep running that race. And that's where you're going to find your fulfillment. It's not going to be from your friends. And don't get me wrong, I'm not uh, unaware of the fact that we're relational beings. I'm not unaware of the fact that we need to have relationships. But what I'm hoping that we be more aware of in a spiritual sense is that we do not have to live our lives dependent upon something that is conditional, but rather we can live our lives depending on something that will always be there and be the same that it was yesterday, today, and forever. And that's Jesus. That's Him. He's proven Himself before and He will again. So now it's time to man or woman up and go forward to fight the good fight to run that race to win and know that it's not over yet may the Lord strengthen you may the Lord be there in such a powerful way that you feel his presence standing beside you even furthermore he dwells inside of you through the Holy Spirit so call upon the name of the Lord ask for strength get into the word get into prayer and get in the game and do what God's called you to do And you'll be surprised how you go from maybe at a place where you thought you were a dropout to preaching the gospel, doing things before kings, before rulers, before influential people. And you were the one that thought, how could God use me? I'm not, you know, I'm not really worth anything. No, the Lord has created you with worth and with value and he has created you for a purpose. So so may we as a church go beyond our own greatest of abilities and find ourselves in that place of complete dependency upon the Lord, empowered by the Holy Spirit, and fulfilling, completing what He's called us to do.